to the Icon Church podcast. Icon Church is one church in five locations. Our vision is human flourishing. We pray that this podcast helps you to flourish in life. For any more information about Icon Church, log on to our website at www.icon.church. We hope you enjoy this podcast. And uh, as the kids head out, why don't we stand to our feet and welcome Hannah as she comes to bring the word tonight. Come on. Good. Well, you can say hello to a few people around you as you take your seats tonight. Oh, it's good to be in church together tonight. I'm just going to pray for us before we get started tonight. So why don't you all join with me and just pray for what God wants to do in this place tonight. So Father God, I just thank you so much for an amazing day in your house so far, Lord God. And I just pray, Lord, that as we come tonight and as we open up your word and as we hear your voice tonight, Lord God, Father, I just pray that you will speak loudly, that you will speak boldly into our hearts and into our lives, into the situations that we face, Lord God. Father, we thank you that you are a God of the impossible, that you are a God that is bigger than whatever situation we may face, Lord God. And we pray tonight that you just deposit something into our lives, some, deposit something that makes us bold, that makes us strong, and that makes us feel significant in your eyes. We pray this in your name Jesus and everybody said amen Amen. well I don't know about you but um when I go on holiday or when sorry I should say when I used to go on holiday when I was younger um when I was in school before um I kind of guess before mobile phones were really like a big thing um I always used to, as we broke up from the six weeks holidays, I always used to exchange home addresses with my friends because we always said, I'm going here this year on holiday, I'll write you a postcard. Did anyone used to write postcards? Does anyone still write postcards when they go on holiday? Tracy Yeomans. Yes, I want a postcard from Tracy. Um, But you know what, and I think it's amazing, but I think people kind of, now we've got phones, you just kind of like take pictures, put them on Instagram and they're kind of like virtual postcards. But you know what, Um, my mum has been um, reorganising her bedroom this past month or whatever, and she found a bag of my old stuff um, in one of her wardrobes, and she gave it to me, and I was looking through it, and I found a pile of some of my old postcards, and I've got a few of them here, and um, I started reading through them, and I thought it would be really funny, and I have told her, I've not explained it, but I went to school, I've known Rachel, most, well, most of you will know Rachel, um, I've known her since I was very, very young, and we went to school together, and we used to write postcards to each other, and I found two of the ones that Rach wrote to me, so I'm going to embarrass her, and I'm going to, she's out in the back, so she can't even, like, say anything right now, so I'm going to read some of the ones that, um, that she sent to me, she put to Hannah, can I just emphasize, Hannah is spelled H-A-N-A, because I went through a phase where I thought that was the coolest way to spell it. <laughs> She's put, hey Chicky, having a great time here in Italy, it's really hot and I've got quite a good tan. I got really bad sunburn on the backs of my legs, which was hard, but I managed. We go to the campsite supermarket every day, which is quite a long walk, but it's good exercise. Anyway, I hope you're having an awesome time in France and I can't wait to see you when I get back. Lots of love, Rach. And I think that was in 2007. So we were in year seven when Rach wrote that. 
And then I've got a few from my grandma that I'll just quickly read out. Um, not that one. There's nothing wrong with that one. I just can't read my grandma's writing half the time. So if she's one of them, you know, on your birthday or Christmas, when you get an envelope and you see the handwriting, you can always tell it's my grandma. She's put, aloha, Hannah. I think she went to uh, Honolulu, so yeah, Hawaii. She says, I have been swimming in lovely blue water with turtles and fish. Hope I've got some photos to show you. Walked on... Walked on the lava flow that was made in 2003. We've been on the beach before 9am most days. The weather is great. Went to the volcano park yesterday, raining at the top, but sunny at sea level, grandma. But you know what? The, the funny thing about postcards, and actually as I was reading through all of them, maybe this is just because we're British, but every single one of them mentions the weather. Yeah. Every single one of them mentions something completely irrelevant to me, like... I don't know where the campsite shop supermarket is. I don't know how far you've got to walk. Do I mind that you're sunburned? doesn't affect me. <laughs> you know? But the thing about postcards, and the reason that I thought I'd share them, is because obviously these memories, the things that have happened to my grandma and to Rach and to my other friends that wrote postcards to me, that actually they were significant to them. They were moments, they were something that was going on that was significant to them. And every time after I'd received the postcard and every time they got back off their holidays, it was great because you had a starting point. You had something that you could ask them about their holiday. You could say, tell me about the turtles and fish. Show me the photos. Tell me about this long walk to the supermarket. Tell me about... And you could have this full-on conversation. A postcard shows a snapshot of their holiday. It shows a small picture of something bigger that was going on. And I want to speak a message tonight simply called Bigger. Called Bigger and believe, as we've kind of already heard when Paul was sharing about the building, that actually God is a God who does bigger. That we play a small part, that our part is small, but it is by no means insignificant. But we play a part in a bigger picture, in a bigger story of what God wants to do here on earth. I've got a little tagline to go with it, and it's lots of small makes the big bigger. Lots of small makes the big bigger. In um, a couple of Bible verses for you, in Zechariah 4, verse 10, it says, Do not despise these small beginnings, for the Lord rejoices to see the work begin, to see the plumb line in Zerubbabel's hand. The seven lamps represent the eyes of the Lord that search all around the world. And then in Luke 16, verse 10, it says, if you are faithful in the little things, you will be faithful in large ones. But if you are dishonest in the little things, you won't be honest with greater responsibilities. The truth is, me and you play a tiny, tiny, minute part of what God is doing. How encouraging is that, right? <laughs> but actually it is because what God is doing is so huge. And how amazing is it that even though our part may be tiny, he wants to include us. Not only does he want to include us, but he has called us and he needs us to play our part in order to fulfill his bigger picture. See, the God of the universe, who is mighty in power, wants us, wants me, wants you to be a part of his work, to be a part of his picture, to be a part of the bigger purpose that he has for this earth. So do you feel like what you do is insignificant? Have you ever been in that moment where you felt like, I'm doing everything I can, but just nothing seems to be worth it? Do you feel like you're not even making a difference? I think comparison can be a big thing that kind of makes us feel like that. It's easy to compare our lives to others who seem to be doing these amazing, massive things that are making such a difference or having so much influence. 
But God wants to do something big in your life individually, but I believe big in our lives as a church. That he's not finished. That whatever situation we might be in, it may look small, it may feel small, it may feel insignificant, but by no measure is it insignificant. In fact, it's the complete opposite. The part you play is so significant. It is so important. It is so necessary. It is so needed for God to fulfill his plans and his purposes. Has anyone seen the new Lion King film? Some of you. Um, I would say no spoilers, but they kind of spoiled it in the original Disney. So anyway, most of us know the story. Um, I'm not going to mention anything to do with the film other than the fact Beyonce's in the new uh, Lion King. She does the voice of Nala. And alongside uh, them releasing Lion King, she released an album, which is kind of related to Lion King, but it's not the soundtrack or anything. And I was listening to it, and um, she sings a song on there called Bigger. And that's kind of where I'd love to say I got this in, the inspiration for this message from reading my Bible and doing a really deep devotion, but it was from a Beyonce song. Because actually the lyrics in her song were so great. And it says this, If you feel insignificant, you better think again. Better wake up because you're part of something way bigger. If you feel insignificant, you better think again. Wake up because you are part of something way bigger. I want to go back to that verse I read in Zechariah 4 verse 10. And just give us a little bit of background um, on that. See, Zechariah, he was a prophet who God had sent, who God used uh, to remind the people of Israel to finish the work of rebuilding the temple that had been started and that had been left for um, kind of like about a dozen years um, that it had just been kind of forgotten about, that they'd given up, they'd got disheartened, that they kind of put it to the side, that they didn't think that carrying it on was going to be any, any use to them. The people of Israel had become a bit lazy. They'd become, like I say, they'd become disheartened. They'd lost any sense of vision or any purpose. And Zechariah came to bring back that vision of rising the temple, raising the temple once again. So that God had put him there to play his part and to share vision and to share purpose and to encourage the Israelites to build back up that temple so that people could turn back to God and worship him and bring him praise once again. See, they weren't merely just constructing this brick by brick building, building this temple. But actually they, as they were building that temple, as they were rebuilding it, they were building their legacy. They were playing their part in building something for the future generations so that a place for the the future generations could come and they could know God and they could worship God and they too could experience the purpose and the vision that God had for their lives. See, what we do today, the part we play, what we step out and start building, we are building our legacy. We are building a legacy for our lives right now, but also for the generations to come. As I was um, preparing in the footnotes of um, the study Bible I was reading about verse 10, it says, what you do for God may seem small and insignificant at the time, but God rejoices in what is right, not necessarily in what is big. Be faithful in the small opportunities. Begin where you are and do what you can and leave the results to God. Whatever you have in your hand right now is significant. Whatever situation you find yourself in, whatever um, skill or whatever talent or whatever circumstance you are in, it has significance. God has placed it in your hand. God has given it to you for a reason. He has given it you to fulfill his purpose because he has got a greater vision. God is using it. God is using your life. God is using your story. God is using everything that you are 
to write you into a bigger story, to paint a bigger picture of what he wants the church, the church, big church to look like on this earth. And you know, Jesus does the same. He encourages this, encourages this same kind of thought in Luke 16:10 that we read on the screen. He teaches us to be faithful with the small, to be faithful with the things that may look small, that may look um, as though it's not going to do anything really. It's not going to uh, go anywhere or reach anywhere. But actually, it's more, I think, more about the principle of integrity and our character. And when we're given little, what are we going to do? How are we going to approach that? How are we going to um, apply that into our lives? And how are we going to allow God to work through us in that situation? See, when we are trustworthy with what we have been given by God, he will entrust us with more. When we are trustworthy with what we have been given, he will give us more. He will entrust us with more. Matthew 25 talks about this in the parable of the talents. And I read a few verses in 19 to 21. It says, After a long time, the master of those servants returned and settled accounts with them. The man who had received five bags of gold brought the other five. Master, he said, you entrusted me with five bags of gold. See, I have gained five more. His master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share in your master's happiness. And then if we skip down a few verses to verse 28, it says, so take the bag of gold from him. So this is him talking to the guy who had two bags. So, so take the bags of gold from him and give it to the one who has 10 bags. For whoever has will be given more and they will have an abundance. Whoever does not have, even what they have will be taken from them. See, God gives us things and it is our responsibility, it is our um, purpose to steward them well and to be faithful with the things that he has given us. Not to look at them as insignificant, not to look at them as being smaller than what someone else has, but actually to do what we have been called to do, to play our part and to sow into what we have got. So really quickly tonight, I just want to ask this question. How do we live faithful? How do we live faithful to what we have? How can we live a life where God looks at us and he says, I trust you with the little? Well, I've got three things that I think that if we do these, then our capacity will grow, that God will be able to trust us with what we have and he will bless us with abundantly more. So the first thing is what do we have? Treat it like the biggest thing in the world. Whatever you have in your hand, whatever you have in your life, your job, the money in your bank account, your children, your talents, your gifts, whatever it is that you have, your personality, your character, whatever it is, treat it like it is the most important thing. That actually what you do, no one else can do as good as you do it. But not with a arrogance, not with a look at me, I'm the only person that can do it, but with a thankful heart with an attitude of gratitude, that actually it's not about what I'm doing, but actually I'm thankful that God has entrusted me with this. I am thankful that God has made me think this way. I am thankful that God has put courage in me so that I can go and encourage others. I am thankful for what God has given me because this is the most important thing. And I am going to do my very best to make sure that this isn't wasted, that actually I'm going to nurture it. I'm going to grow it. I'm going to make this the best possible thing. If you lead a team or if you're part of a team here in church, make it the best team. Make it the team that every other person in church wants to be on. Make it the be-all and end-all. Make it the thing that everybody looks forward to on a Sunday. 
Be grateful for what you have been given. Take every opportunity that is put in front of you and run with it. Take what you have been given and run with it because you never know what God is planning to do with it. You never know what things God has got ahead of you. Take what you have and hold it in a way that honours and that is in awe of the responsibility that God has entrusted you with. Whether that's a friendship, whether that's, like I say, a job or a situation. Grab a hold of it. Take responsibility. Own it. And realise that this isn't small, that this is huge, that this is your responsibility, that this is something that you can sow into, that you can grow, that you can make the best thing possible. The second thing is whatever it is, it will always be small. Complete opposite to the first thing, but it keeps us humble. Whatever it is, whatever we have, whatever stage of life or whatever um, our situation grows to or whatever influence we expand to, we will never be bigger than God. Whatever situation we are in, there is always more for God to do. God always wants to do more. It will always be small in the eyes of God. And I just think that's incredible. I think that, not, that doesn't dishearten us, but actually that gives us this hope, that gives us this promise that you know, we can do so much, but actually God is the one who's going to bring the increase. God is the one that he's always going to give us something to look forward to. In 1 Corinthians 2 verse 9, it says, However, as it is written, what no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, and what no human mind has conceived, the things God has prepared for those who love him. There is nothing that we can think of. There is nothing that we can vision, envision that God is too small to do. God is bigger than our dreams. God is bigger than anything that we can picture, anything that we have ahead of us in the future. It reminds me of um, when I first started serving in church, I served out in Goo um, for a little while. And um, I can't remember how many years, I did Goo for a little while. Um, and I just, I've never ever forgot um, this one session in Goo. And I'm trying to look around, I don't think she's here. If she is, I can't see her. Um, but I can remember, I was on a team with Hillary. Hillary still does an amazing job leading um, in our Goo team as well. And um, she was doing the, the teaching for the day and um, I was just there helping out. In fact, I used to do like the singing and the dancing in goo. Like, I know, that was when the team was small and they just used whatever was there. That was me. <laughs> um, but I can remember Hillary did this little illustration and it's always stuck with me. And um, I want to show you. So she um, had a picture. It wasn't this exact picture, but she had a picture and she held it up. And it was just this little, um, in this case, it's a little panda. It's a panda face. And what she said is that we, if you look at the screen, we have this box. And all we can see in our human eye, all we can see in our own perspective, is an area of this picture. But actually what God sees, God doesn't see the tiny little box, but actually he's got a broader picture. He's got a, a bigger perspective on what we could ever had. And what God actually sees, the picture that is behind our perspective is a panda on a rocking horse. I don't know. It's the first picture I could find. But the point of it was, is that we can only see a glimpse. We can only see a small portion of what God has for us. 
that the part we play, even if we feel as though what we carry, the things that we do in our day to day, that we have got a position of influence, that we have got a lot of responsibility, that actually that is not all that God has got for us, that He has still got a whole other picture that He wants us to step into, that He wants to reveal to us. And all we have to do is to trust Him, to be faithful with what He has put in our hands and rely on the fact that He has got more in, in our futures. He has got more ahead of us. We should never, ever get to a place of arrogance or entitlement, but instead always have a heart that is humble and willing to serve, willing to just give what we have got and entrust that God is going to reveal the rest to us step by step. And then the last thing is how do we stay faithful to the small? Is we need to remember that it all belongs to God. The things in our lives that do feel small or the things that in our lives that feel big, that we struggle to carry, it all belongs to God. I love the story in um, Matthew 14 about the little boy, um, the feeding of the 5,000, the, the little boy who, who comes with a packed lunch. He has five loaves and two fishes. That's small. That's enough to feed him and maybe a few others. But actually he was willing to trust in God, to, to give away what he had and to place it into Jesus's hands. And Jesus was able to do this incredible miracle and feed 5,000, over 5,000 people. He was able to take what he had and remember that actually what I have, it actually belongs to God. That yes, I have been entrusted with it. Yes, I've got to do my best. I've got to make it the best. I've got to make it the thing that everybody looks at and everybody wants to see. But also remember that it's not about me, that everything that we do is to give God glory. Everything that we do is to paint this bigger picture. Think of it like this, like a paint by numbers. Someone could say, um, well, all I am is I'm red. Like, I'm red. All I can give is red. I can fill in my numbers. I can fill in where the red needs to be. And that is me playing my part. But then Tom comes along and he's blue. And Tom fills in his picture, his uh, pieces, his numbers. And then we've got red and blue. And then Gav comes along and he's pink. And then Jane comes along and she's green. Sorry, Gav. And then you all come along and you bring your colour, you bring your personality, you bring your skill, you bring your gifts, you bring your talents. And all of a sudden we start to see God's church, we start to see his picture come together and we get to see this beautiful image, this amazing picture of actually what God has got in store. See, we are never insignificant. What we have is never small, it is never something to be brushed aside. But actually we should own what we have, own what God has given us and bring it. Bring it with confidence. Bring it with an assurance. Let's not be disheartened. Let's not forget what our purpose and what the vision is like the Israelites forgot in building the temple. But let's start. Do not despise the days of small beginnings. Bring what we have. Bring what we have and let's trust. Let's believe that when we give what we have got, that God is gonna do something incredible. John Maxwell says this amazing quote. He says, where there is no hope in the future, there is no power in the present. Where there is no hope in the future, there is no power in the present. Our hope for the future is in Jesus. And because of that hope that we have in Him, because of that faith that we have, that there will always be something to look forward to, that there will always be something greater for us in the future. The best is yet to come. We have power in the present. We have power to take what we have 
and to use it in the best we can and trust that God is going to do something bigger than we can ever imagine. So I want to ask you tonight, what have you got in your hand? What is in your hand? Are you using it for your own glory? Are you using it for your own success? Or are you willing today to say, God, I'm, it may feel insignificant to me. It kind of looks small. I kind of don't really know what I'm doing with it. But you know what? I'm going to serve you. I'm going to use it to build your kingdom. I am going to sow it into the things that you have got here in church. When we give what we have, the small portion that we have, and be faithful with it, God is the one who brings the growth. God is the one who brings the blessing. God is the one who brings the increase. We have to take what we have and treat it as though it is the most important thing. That we have got a great responsibility, that God has given us something so special that He hasn't given to the person next to us, but He has given it to us. He has given it uniquely to me and to you. And we need to realise that that is gonna grow. But no matter how much that grows, that God is always going to have more, that there is always going to be a hope for the future. There is always going to be a better day. There is always going to be a bigger outcome. We need to remember that every single thing we have, every single thing we do, it belongs to God. That we don't have to worry about it. We don't have to stress about it. We don't have to rely on our own ability, but we can trust that God is going to going to use us and going to give us the grace to carry what we need to carry and to build what we need to build. God is the one who makes the big bigger. We bring our small and together when we all bring our small handful, our small amounts, God will bring the increase. God will make the big bigger and the bigger even bigger and the bigger even bigger. He will keep expanding our vision. He will keep expanding our capacity. He will keep expanding our walls. He will keep expanding your lives to be the biggest and the best version of ourselves that we could ever be. So I want to ask tonight, if you are in a place where you feel insignificant or where you feel as though what you have, it doesn't have a valuable part. Maybe you feel like all you're seeing of your situation is a postcard. It's just a small snapshot of what is going on. That actually tonight, when we just give it into God's hands, when we say, God, I'm going to trust you with this, that actually He will start to open up our eyes. He will start to give us the vision and give us the purpose for what He wants us to do with what is in our hands. So we're going to sing together. And we're going to declare, you know, that God loves us so much. He's entrusted us, with, entrusted us with so much that He has put things into our hands. But not only that, He loves us too much. He believes in us so much that He's not going to leave us right where we are, but actually He's going to keep expanding our lives. He is going to keep growing us that we don't have to feel insignificant, but we need to wake up and we need to realise that what we are a part of is way bigger than ourselves, that the part we play is so small, but it is such a privilege. It is such an honour to be a part of the incredible masterpiece that God is wanting to do in us and through us. So church, why don't we stand together? And why don't we fix our eyes on God and just ask Him, to reveal to us what it is that He's put in our hands and to ask Him to come 
and to grow it, to expand it and to open our hearts and to open our eyes to the things that He wants us to grow into, the things that He wants to do that are gonna take us to bigger and better places. So come on church, let's sing together. We hope you enjoyed this podcast from Icon Church. If you'd like any more information about Icon Church, log on to our website at www.icon.church. Have the best week.